we do it all. So SEO, social media, content marketing, email marketing, web design development, advertising, campaign management, influencers, the, the whole gamut. Hey, I'm Blake, and this is the Content Plus Commerce Podcast, presented by Engine Ecommerce, the only podcast for people building successful online stores. From agency life to being a lone freelancer, we'll be bringing you weekly content full of best practices and in-the-trenches advice. Hey, this is Blake, back for another episode of Content Plus Commerce by Engine. Today, I've got Brandon Doyle of Wallaroo Media with me. How are you today, Brandon? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Yeah, doing really good. Uh, I'm ahead of a crazy week here, so uh, I'm really glad that I got to break out and have some time to uh, record this episode with you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So to kick things off, tell me about like yourself, your background, and how you got into the digital agency space. Yeah. So I'm married with four kids and live in Utah. Uh, went to school here and. During school, I started dabbling in digital marketing just on the side and eventually turned it into my, you know, full-time gig and started Wallaroo. So I started that in 2012, wallaroomedia.com. And we are a full-service digital agency and have a team of about 30 people, um, all based here in Utah. And yeah, we, we do it all. So SEO, social media, content marketing, email marketing, web design development, advertising, campaign management, influencers, the, the whole gamut. That's, that's fantastic. That's what we do. Yeah. Yes, uh, thank you. So tell me a little bit about like your growth story of the agency. Like did you guys like uh, like see in early days where you had three guys sitting around a table and then ballooned up or tell me a little bit about that. You know, no, it's it's been really gradual. So when we started we were doing we were pretty much entirely focused on search engine optimization just because that's what I knew first um, and what I was best at. And so I did a lot of SEO for our own website. Um, and that's that's how we've grown, to be honest. We, we've never really, I mean, we do a little bit of retargeting ads, but we, we've never really, you know, dove into running ads or lead gen campaigns for ourselves or getting a sales team or forming partnerships with other, you know, entities or anything like that. We just have been sort of steadily growing through our own SEO efforts over time. That's awesome. That's kind of like the ultimate example of like eating your own dog food of like using your own <laughs> skills yeah. to, to grow your business. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So in light of, it helps, oh, it helps with, it, it helps with, uh, with closing clients when they find us, because they searched for us, then obviously it makes it easier to get them on board with, with hiring us because they know we're good at what we do. Oh yeah. That's like a powerful sales closure right there. It's like, well, you found us through SEO, so we obviously yeah. know how to do it. Yeah. So now uh, let's transition a little bit to talking about like SEO and SEM specifically in light of like e-com and online retail and stuff. What are your go-to tools? Yeah, so we we use a, a variety of tools. Um, I mean, most of our clients right now are e-commerce clients. Probably seventy-five to eighty percent of our clients are are e-commerce brands, both large and small. We we have brands of all types. Um, so we use. I mean, we use on the SEO side. We use tools like Moz and Ahrefs and SEMrush um, for 
email. You know, we use Klaviyo a lot for websites. Um, I mean, we don't really have um, a, you know, a loyalty to any platform. I know your platform is great. Shopify is great. WordPress is great. Um, and I don't know, other tools. I mean, we use a lot of internal stuff that we built over time. So... Yeah, that's that's one thing I've found with speaking to a lot of different agencies kind of across the gamut, large and small. It seems to me that specifically like the SEO, SEM agencies um, all have these internal tools that they've built for their own like SEO processes. And it's, it's a lot different from a lot of the agencies that are more focused like on site build out. Uh, a lot of them don't have these internal tools. So it's really cool to kind of hear that pattern throughout the industry of, yeah, we've built our own stuff and this is how we kind of approach our problems. Right. Yeah. So next up, uh, one thing I always love hearing from agencies is a little bit about like the, the hardest parts of the agency model, whether it be like client relations, asset acquisition, site builds. What do you guys see is like what makes what makes like things difficult? Uh, and then how do you guys kind of work around those difficult problems? Good question. I mean, when we work with clients, we really try to to become true partners with them and invested in their success and helping them scale. So to do that effectively, we need as much information as possible about their company and their goals and their financial projections and everything. Because uh, I would say half the time when we're hired, we're doing everything for the client on the digital marketing side. And the other half the time it might be for, I don't they might we might only be doing one or two services uh, because we're just sort of plugging holes that haven't been filled yet by themselves internally or other agencies maybe um, but getting all that information and and sometimes getting the client on board with giving us that information you know a lot of times that can be uh, you know a bit of a task that we have to overcome because I, I don't know some clients think that we're asking for too much and you know, maybe they think we're going to share it with their competitors or something. I don't know, or that we're going to do it ourselves, but you know, helping them understand and believe that we are really working alongside them. And, you know, we put in time, I, I very much believe in the work hard, play hard, but we have sort of a pretty um, loose schedule here. So we have people that do stuff at night and on weekends. And so, to help the client understand that everything that we want from them is for us to be able to help them scale more effectively. Um, that's important for us. Uh, but again, sometimes that's, you know, definitely an obstacle that we have to overcome with them. Oh yeah. I can, I can relate to that for sure. I mean, like in, in my past with, uh, working for various agencies, that concept of like, Hey, we're on the same team here working together. There's no reason to be protective of your, of your assets or protective of, uh, the concepts you're working on, like we're trying to help each other here. Uh, it's just, it's, right. it's, it's funny to hear you've got that, that same story. So yeah. I know when we scheduled the podcast, one of the things that you said you wanted to talk about was to how to scale your e-com brand uh, through this increasingly competitive paid advertising landscape. So uh, talk away. Here's your, here's your soapbox to, to talk about any of that <laughs> that you want to. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, I mean, everyone, I would say 90% of clients, when they come to us, they want to start with paid ads. They, you know, they just want to say, I want to hire you for Facebook and Instagram ad management, and I want to get going right away. And here's how much I have allocated towards spend, and I'm I'm ready to grow. I, I want to scale right now. Um, but that's 
well, if you're new or, or if you haven't done that yet, that's really hard to do, to be honest, these days, just right out of the gate, you know, start spending three, five, 10, 50 grand a month on ads without it, you know, doing anything else. That's difficult, especially because a Facebook and Google's ad platforms have gotten a lot more expensive lately, particularly since roughly February of this year. B, they're going to get more expensive in Q4, which starts in three weeks. Um, and C, to be the most effective at marketing and advertising, you need to be doing you know a full funnel, comprehensive approach, which includes social media and SEO and influencers and email and content, etc. Um, so, let's assume you have all those boxes checked, or at least a couple of those, and you do want to scale via paid advertising. What we see most brands not doing is leveraging other platforms that have lower costs, but where their target audience is definitely present, aka Pinterest, particularly Snapchat, Reddit, Twitter, uh, and even TikTok, depending on your brand. So when we get clients, yes, of course, Google and Facebook's platforms, they're the most robust. The targeting is you know, the most in-depth that you can do there. It's the most powerful. Um, you can reach the, the most amount of people there. All those things are great. But if you have target audience, and yeah, maybe if you are a men's apparel brand, let's say, sure, not that many men use Pinterest, but there's still, I mean, Pinterest has 300 million active users. So it's not like every single one of them is a woman. And so you know, a subset of that, maybe it's only 10%, let's say. So 30 million active users of Pinterest are men. Okay, well, you should be advertising to them on Pinterest because Pinterest plays a key role in that full funnel approach. Um, same with Snapchat. People think Snapchat is, you know, for teenagers or just college people. Well, sure, that's partially true, but there's a lot of people on the platform who are 25, 30, up to 40 years old who make good money and who are only, though, seeing ads for stuff that appeals to teens and college people. So if you can do you know, creative campaigns targeted to your demographic there, that's going to go well. Same with Reddit, same with Twitter. All these you know, smaller platforms that still have hundreds of millions of daily active users, that's where brands are not spending enough time and money these days. And that's what we try to get done for our clients. Because if you're an e-commerce brand, you're probably measuring success by, you know, cost to acquire a customer or return on ad spend. And let's just go with return on ad spend. So if your ROAS is 2X or 2.5 or 3, whatever, on Google or Facebook, then it wouldn't surprise me if you could get 4, 5, 6, 7 plus on some of these smaller platforms. Granted, you won't be able to spend as much there. It might only be 10, 20% of what you can spend on the other platforms. But still, the ROI is a lot better, so it's definitely worth your time and investment. So that's my soapbox. Yeah, I, I love that approach um, of just like looking at how crowded Facebook is getting and looking at how like my Instagram feed now seems to be a, a D2C random product ad like every third or fourth post and saying like, where's the, right. yeah, where's the clear water that these brands can hop to? Um, and you're exactly right that it's 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 between Snapchat, TikTok, Reddit. It's all these underserved platforms with rudimentary 
uh, add tools, but it's an area for arbitrage. And I think that's like, it's, you can be more creative on those other platforms too. And I think that's what, if you can convince a brand to think outside of kind of, uh, the cardboard box that they're normally used to operating in, you can do some really creative stuff on those other platforms. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, what's your, like our agency got to be a hero story. Do you have like any particular one in mind that you want to tell? Yeah. I mean, we've worked with a lot of startups early on. Um, like Cotopaxi is a cool outdoor brand. Oh, Casper mattresses was like the first mattress, you know, digital yeah. online mattress brand. So they were both clients right when they launched of ours. And so we were proud of our work then. I would probably say, I don't know. Acorns is a popular financial app. Um, it, it's, you've probably seen it. It's the one where they like round up your purchases to the nearest dollar and then they invest that for you in a diversified portfolio. Yeah. I so, use it actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cool one. So we, um, they hired us before they launched. And so we started working with them during beta and we ran everything for them on the digital side and got them to about 2 million paying customers before they then raised a, a series C which was like 60 million bucks. And then we helped them build out a, an internal team. So, you know, that, that part of it was bittersweet, but working f- with them starting from pre-launch to that point for three years, doing everything we did that we, you know, we're very proud of that. That's awesome. It's always cool to hear kind of gross stories with uh, names and brands that you recognize. So yeah. Awesome. Last question before we, uh, before we end this episode, what is something in the e-com space in the next year to two years you think, uh, that might be kind of coming down the the pipe that you think is going to catch people by surprise? I think we're going to see, you know, we've started to see celebrities launch their own e-commerce brands and that's becoming, you know, more of a thing now, obviously with, uh, Kylie Jenner and, Kim Kardashian and, and many others. Um, but I think we're going to start to see more of that. Well, for sure from the celebrity side, but a lot more of that from the influencer side and, uh, even influencers teaming up to start brands that, you know, make sense with their, the, the demographics of their followings. So I think that's going to be something that's going to really start to take off in the next year or so. And I think it's going to be really successful. Totally agreed. Uh, this was a fantastic episode. Thank you uh, for coming on Content Plus Commerce, Brandon. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe. Also, if you'd like to talk to Engine about our agency partner program, then visit enginecommerce.com slash agency.